0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. What's what the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie. Critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Because it's sports
0: talk with Cooper and Big Man.
1: Learn more at marines.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, as always, Cooper. How you doing, brother? Dude, I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm excited. It is tomorrow, officially, the start of the NBA Finals. Yes, this is going to be interesting, brother. Yes, sir. And we'll give our predictions towards the end of the show. But first, we're going to talk some baseball. Let's do it. All right, the MLB records from this past week, starting from the bottom, going to the top. American League first, the Orioles went three and four. Rangers four and three. Twins two and five. Royals two and six. Tigers six and two. Yankees two and five. Angels six and one. Indians one and seven. Blue Jays four and three. Mariners five and three. A's three and four. Rays one and five. White Sox five and three. Astros four and four. And the Red Sox seven and one. In the National League, the Diamondbacks went one and seven, Pirates two and six, Marlins two and four, Rockies six and two, Phillies four and three, Cardinals and Nationals both went four and four this past week. The Braves went five and two, Cubs zero and seven, Reds five and three, Mets three and five, Padres four and three, Brewers seven and one, Dodgers went undefeated this last week seven and zero, and the Giants went three and four. So our MLB standings as they currently sit in the American League East. The Red Sox lead that division at 53-32 with a 624 win percentage. Cheaters. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the Rays are in second place, 48 and 36 with a 571 percentage and are 4.5 back. The Blue Jays are 43-39 with a 5.24 percentage and 8.5 and back. The Yankees are barely a game above 500 at 42 and 41, a 506 win percentage, and 10 games back. The Orioles are the second-worst team in the whole entire league at 27-57 with a 321 win percentage and are 25-and-a-half back of the Red Sox. In the AL Central, the White Sox lead that division at 49-34 and 34 with a 590 win percentage. The Indians are 42-39 and 39 with a 519 percentage and six games back. The Tigers are 38-46 with a 452 win percentage and 11-and-a-half back. The Royals are 35-48 and 48 with a 422 win percentage and fourteen games back, and the Twins are thirty-four and forty-eight, are four-fifteen win percentage and 14-and-a-half back. So the Twins are starting to catch the Royals. So it's gonna be interesting because the Twins are off to that poor start for a while there in the season. Out west, the Astros lead another cheaters leading the division. Imagine that are fifty-two and thirty-three with a six-twelve win percentage. The A's are forty-nine and thirty-seven, the five-seventy-one percentage and three and a half back. The Mariners are forty-five and forty with a five-twenty-nine win percentage. And seven games back, the Angels have climbed above 500 at 42 and 41 with a 506 percentage in nine games back, and the Rangers are 33 and 51, 393 win percentage in 18 and a half back. <clears throat> back here on the East Coast in the Eastern Division in the National League, the Mets continue to lead the division at 43 and 37 with a 537 win percentage. The Braves are 41 and 42 with a 494 win percentage and three and a half back, so a game under 500 two games under 500 are the Nationals at 40 and 42 and 488 win percentage and four games back. Uh, the Phillies are three games under 500 at 39 and 42 with 481 win percentage and four and a half back. And the Marlins ran out the division at 35 and 47 with a 427 win percentage and 9 games back. In the Central Division, the Brewers have been dominant of late are 51 and 34 with a 600 win percentage. The Reds are 43 and 43 games above 500 at 518 win percentage and seven games behind the Brewers. The Cubs are exactly 500 at 42 and 42 and eight and a half back. The Cardinals are three games under 500, are 482 uh, win percentage, a 41 and 44 record and 10 games back. And the Pirates are 23 games below 500 at 30 and 53 with a 361 one percentage and also 20 games back. Out West, the Giants lead by a half game over the Dodgers we'll talk about that in just a second As the Giants are 53 and 30 and 639 win percentage the Dodgers have 53 wins but one extra loss more than the Giants so 31 or 631 win percentage and like I said half game back the Padres are 50 and 36 a 581 win percentage and four and a half back the Rockies are 11 games under 500 at 37 <clears throat> excuse me at 48 a 435 win percentage and 17 back. And the dead last team in all of the major leagues, the Diamondbacks, are 40 games under 500 at 23 and 63, a 267 win percentage, and 31 and a half games behind the Giants. Yikes. That is nuts, bro.
0: Boy, they got, they got
1: some, some good basketball these days because their baseball team is short. Yep, they got the finals to look forward to starting tomorrow night and then get ready for the... Uh, college football and NFL seasons for uh, their teams in Arizona. So, some notes to endure. Last week, we took the opportunity to discuss the modern-day Babe Ruth, Shohei Ohtani. Well, this week we get to discuss him again as he's done something not even the great Babe Ruth has done. Be selected to the All-Star Game as both a position player and a pitcher. He was voted the starting DH for the American League as well as one of the five starting pitchers to make the All-Star roster. Otani also plans to partake in the home run derby, and the Angels are fine with Otani both pitching and hitting during the All-Star game on July 13th. This will be Otani's first All-Star game, who smacked thir- his 31st home run this past week, which tied the record for the most homers in a single season by a Japanese-born player tying Hideki Matsui, who hit 31 homers in 162 games. Otani accomplished that feat in just his 78th game, this season so cooper what are your thoughts with shohei otani dude this is awesome man i mean you get to you know
0: do dh and pitch for the all-star game Mm -hmm. that that's that's freaking a big honor dude we haven't like like you said we haven't seen anything like this since babe ruth so Mm -hmm. this is
1: way cool dude right and also, it's cool that he's got um, tied the record for most home runs by a Japanese-born player in the season, and he's not even halfway through the season yet. Yeah, and he's got another half to go, and he's already on pace for over sixty right now, which is astonishing. I don't know if he'll keep that pace up, but he's just one home run away from breaking that record set by Hideki Matsui mm-hmm. by the Yan- of the Yankees, and it's just great to see um, all this going on for him, and it's a thrill to watch. And, I can't wait. I'm actually looking forward to see how he does All Star Weekend with the Home Run Derby and also what he does in the game. Dude, what are they putting in his juice? <laughs> I don't know, but he's got a good chance of partaking uh, in that Home Run Derby and having a chance to win it because they're going to be at Coors Field. And some Coors extra Field, for that guy. I tell yeah. you what, dude, that's crazy. Maybe he's taking some extra fish oil that we don't know about. <laughs> I don't know how Japanese are about their fish, man? Yeah, so. man. Yeah. All right, man. So moving on, the Red Sox will have the most All Stars in this year's All Star Game, as they have five representatives: Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers, who are already on the All Star roster for the American League, will be joined by J.D. Martinez, Nathan Eovaldi, and Matt Barnes as reserves. The last time the Red Sox had five players make the All Star Game was in 2018, when Chris was I mean, when Cooper was still a uh, fan. <laughs> Martinez, Chris Sale, Mookie Betts, who's now a Dodger, Mitch Moreland, and Craig Kimball were the team representatives in 2018. Cooper, your thoughts on the Cheaters. I mean Red Sox getting five representatives. Um cool. <laughs> I don't
0: know really what to say about this. Um I did I don't think I made the wrong the wrong choice by uh, you know, switching up teams because I'm sorry once you've Done something like that, cheating the way they have, it mm. doesn't go away very easily. I don't care if they're on the top of the the league, you know they're you know they're cheaters, so I yep.
1: I can't support that. I really can't. Yeah, nah, it's really hard to uh, support a team that cheats, and I hope my team's never it, caught. It's sad
0: because you know, two thousand four, they were. It was just an amazing World Series, and just. Amazing all-star of American League Series. yeah. So many things that went on is like, you know, oh my gosh. Right. And you look at the way the the game has changed and the way coaching has changed and the way they're just so okay with cheating to to stay on
1: top. Yeah. It's just like it pisses me off. Yeah, they like to live by that old adage, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Well, come on now. All right, so... The Chicago Cubs have been struggling of late, as they've dropped nine straight games. Ever since the team no-hit the Dodgers, the team has been having a rough go of it. They have lost a few tight games, but has some blowouts, too. The last game against the Dodgers of that four-game series saw the Dodgers blow them out 7-1. to They also would follow that up with a 14-4 to loss to start the series with the Brewers, who would also beat the Cubs 15-7 to two games later. So Cooper, your thoughts on the Cubs' struggles of late? Uh, yikes, dude that's your other yeah team that you hold dear in your heart from being family from being chicago
0: yeah, yeah. my my uh papa grew up in chicago and mm-hmm. get to hear stories of how when he was a little kid uh how much it was to actually go to a baseball game so i mean um you know it's it's very dear to my heart the cubbies and uh it sucks man it sucks seeing them you know Struggle like that. Struggle like that, but how how many years did we go without a World Series for them? You yeah, so. did go a, a <laughs> long go, time. Man, so so. It, it, it just it is what it is right now. Yeah. Um Maybe coaching, maybe just midsummer struggle.
1: Yeah, uh you, you never know. They still have a chance to turn it around. I think. Yeah, absolutely. As for the team that the Cubs no hit, the Dodgers are on a nine game winning streak since that no hitter. The Dodgers' bats woke up after that game with a 6-2 win over those Cubs after the no-no, plus that 7-1 win in the series. The team also put up uh, no less than five runs in each game of the four-game series with the Nationals even scoring as many as 10 in one of those games. The winning streak has, the, has them over 50 wins for the, for the season and just a half game behind the Giants in the NLS, we, NLS lead almost said weed for some reason. Yeah. The Dodgers did play two games against those Giants during the winning streak, winning both to help cut into that lead. Cooper, your thoughts on our Dodgers resurgence since the no-hitter. Bats are hot, baby. Bats
0: are hot. And this makes for good baseball. Um, I honestly uh,
1: think it's awesome what they're doing, and I think they can run it all the way back, dude. I do too. I think we have a really good chance of being the NL representative in the World Series. And then also moving on to that series and possibly winning it. it uh, be interesting Definitely. to see who we face. It might be a, another chance to get our payback against those Red Sox if they make it. All right. Which I wouldn't be I too, wouldn't be too surprised if they did either. So. I wouldn't be sad if we did that and had to... I wouldn't be won. sad either and I'd be rooting for the Dodgers this time. All right. So there you go. Yes, sir. All right. So the Suns, we're switching to the hard, hardwood now. The Suns took the Western Conference crown as they would beat Los Angeles Clippers 4-2 in the series. The Clippers would win Game 5 in Phoenix, which forced Game 6 of the series. However, Chris Paul would go into Game 6 with the mindset of ending the series in L.A., and boy did he ever. Paul would drop 41 points on the Clippers. He would finish with 8 assists, 4 rebounds, and 3 steals. Devin Booker added 22 points, plus 7 boards, 4 assists, a steal, and a block. DeAndre Ayton chipped in with a nice double-double of 16 points and 17 rebounds to go along with two blocks as well. <laughs> uh, the game ended, I believe it was 130-108 to 108 final, and the Clippers go into the offseason with a huge what-if, and that would be Kawhi Qua, Qua Leonard's injury. If they had him, could they have done better. But it is the Suns moving on to the NBA Finals. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the Suns taking the Western Conference. Defense wins championships, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that's, that's
0: what we got here in this last game, game six. Three steals ain't from nothing. All them blocks ain't from nothing, dude. So it, it's good. I'm glad they put out the Clippers, dude. The Clippers suck. I don't care. Yeah, we don't. I, I've never cared for them, and I really don't care for them now, especially over the past couple of years when they act like they're their shit don't stink and, like, they're, you know, they're better than everybody.
1: Yeah, acting like they're on the level of the Lakers. No, you're not. You no. haven't even won a championship in your whole entire franchise's history. Yeah. The Lakers have 17 titles, tied for the most ever in NBA history. And I guarantee they'll probably break it before
0: uh, before Boston does. Yeah, I wouldn't so. be surprised, huh? So.
1: And I, guarantee, and I guarantee we'll probably get our 18th before they get their first. Yeah. So, uh, that's, it is what it is on that
0: aspect. And, and they're
1: talking about Kawhi leaving. Yeah, they're talking about he might opt out, and there's some teams that are interested in it. So, yeah, so, I mean, this is it for the Clippers, man. Yeah, we'll see. We've got to see what the offseason brings. All and right, on the flip side, here on the Eastern Seaboard, the Milwaukee Bucks won the Eastern Conference crown despite missing Giannis Antetokounmpo for the last... Two and a half games with a hyperextended knee. During a game three loss, the Hawks also lost Trey Young to a foot bruise for, uh, for game four in Atlanta. The Hawks would come out as a team on fire and lead at halftime of that game. Giannis, though, in the second half would be dealt that awful injury, and the Bucks, already in a hole could not overcome the Hawks. It sounds weird when I'm saying Bucks and then turning around saying Hawks. I feel like I'm throwing myself off when I do that.
0: Both right.
1: both Young and Giannis missed Game Five back in Milwaukee, but the Bucks were in, were the inspired team and blew out the Hawks one twenty three one twelve. Young was able to come back for Game Six, but anyone could see he was limited with that injury, and the Hawks just did not have enough in them to handle the Bucks at, at home in Atlanta. And the Bucks were going to win 118-107 to be your Eastern Conference champions and representatives in the NBA Finals.
0: Unfortunately, this this is cool, but this also sucks because you got two of the best players in the league that that got hurt. Mm-hmm. So there's always going to be that question hanging over it: going, could they have actually,
1: you know, won it if Trey Young was healthy? Right a lot of people, um, Joy Taylor on Colin Coward today, thought if they had a healthy Trey Young, 100% healthy, they probably would have won the yeah. series. Yeah, and that's that's the bad part, and that's
0: the sad part of it because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the Bucs, but now they're going to go into the finals with a chip. So, yeah.
1: And it's going to be interesting to see what happens because we don't have word yet on what, what's going to happen with Giannis and his knee.
0: Oh yeah, so it'll
1: be definitely interesting to see, and uh, I can't wait for this, man. Yes, sir. After a compressed season, but still very long-feeling season, we have finally made it to the NBA Finals. We have two teams who haven't been here in a very long time. 1993 was the last time Phoenix was in the Finals, while well, we have to go back to 1974 to find the Bucks in the Finals. Those Bucks were anchored by future Hall of Famer and all-time leading scorer, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The irony was that the in 1974, the Bucs were actually in the Western Conference then and faced the Boston Celtics, and they would lose that series in seven games to the Celtics. And the Suns in 93 were led by Charles Barkley, but would run into the buzzsaw that was the Michael Jordan-led Chicago Bulls. The Suns would lose that series in six games. This year's versions of the Suns do have home court advantage and are currently favored to win this series. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the length it's been for both teams and then... I would like a prediction on who you think wins this this this
0: series. this is awesome dude to finally see somebody different Mm -hmm. you know in the finals right it it makes for good basketball and it makes for good revenue Mm -hmm. especially for them teams especially with you know uh, the Bucks being a small market team this helps them out dude and I'm sorry but the Suns aren't really they're kind of small market too
1: Air a little, uh,
0: bit. a little bit, but so this is cool for them. I mean, it's it's awesome, and you know the only the only question is is who's gonna win, dude. Mm. I mean, I I think Suns. If if uh, you know if the dude's knee isn't right, he ain't gonna be
1: back. soon. yeah, um, this has been it's astonishing to me that it's been since 1974 that the Bucks haven't even been into the finals. Yeah, That's just, like, mind-blowing. It's just like, how in the heck have you not been even in the finals at least one time since 1974? And, of course, we all know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Um, That loss, I think, is probably, if I remember correctly, is what everybody thinks that set the motion for him to want to leave Milwaukee because he just didn't see the team have the capability to overcome um, all those teams that they were going to have to start facing, especially as the 70s started coming to a close and then getting ready for the 80s and pushed himself out to L.A. with a trade. And then you got the Suns on the flip paint on the other side of this who haven't been since Barkley was there, which is a long time ago. I barely even remember those Suns teams, though they were good Suns teams, which surprised me that they could only make it one time. I mean... After Jordan left, if they could have made it back to the finals instead of Houston one of those times, they'd probably be NBA champs in the 94 or 95 season when the Bulls didn't make it because, as we all know, Jordan left to go play baseball yeah. before coming back um, in the late in the 95 season and wasn't able to lead the 95-96 season and wasn't able to lead um, the Bulls back to the finals that year. Um, probably a lot of it had to do with being rust out from the game for a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. So, either one of those years, they probably are probably champion. I don't know. I can't say guarantee because I don't know. If you made it in the second game in the second championship game, I'm not sure if you are series, championship, NBA final series, I'm not sure if they had an answer for Shaquille O'Neal and the Magic, so the Magic might have won oh, yeah, at least man. at least the Rockets had... Akeem Olajuwon, who can yeah. handle Shaq. Yeah. If you didn't have, I don't, I don't remember anybody on the Suns who could have matched Shaq. Um, back. Oh, then. Oh yeah, back then, man, he was, oof. and he was still a young guy, really athletic and everything else as a big man. But Akeem Olajuwon shut him down in that series, and that's why they were able to uh, be back-to-back champions. So, but like I said, if they could have won that, got there that first time, maybe they were. They would have uh, been champions. Suns. So we don't know. It is what it is. Um, as for now, this version of the Suns and this version of the Bucks, even if Giannis was healthy, I would still pick the Suns. And, but without Giannis um, in any of these games, or very limited in yeah. any of these games yeah. that he has, they have to go with. Uh, I actually see this series being pretty short. I'm not saying the Suns sweep, but at the same time, would it surprise me if they swept them? No, but I don't think they can. I think the Bucks can at least get one.
0: Yeah, I don't. Th- I, I don't know if they'll sweep them, but you're right. I think it's gonna be a short series, man.
1: So I really don't see this game make um, the series without Giannis playing very much, going um, seven, and I have a hard time seeing it going six. So I'm. Thinking it's probably going to be a gentleman sweep of five. five. 4 1 series. Yeah, yeah. Um, if Giannis was healthy, I would actually say this would probably be a series. A nail biter down to the finish, game seven oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. With Giannis. Um, which is, I think, if we would have had a healthy Giannis and a healthy Trey Young that whole series, I really think that would have probably the Eastern Conference would have went seven, um, to be honest with you. And, and I knew. Once I saw Young try to play in that game, 6, I was like, man, Trey, you are done, dude. You are not healthy enough to be in, even in this game. I get the heart, the mentality. I've got to be there for my teammates. But it really looked like more he was a hindrance than a help for Atlanta. Yeah. Man. So it, hopefully Giannis kind of realizes that he he needs to make sure he's not a hindrance to the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't force yourself to play. If you can't actually help your team. you got to be able to help your team if you're playing uh, with your injury. So I'm looking forward to this. I will, and as we all already discussed, I you all know I really want the Suns to win this anyways. Um, like I said, probably game seven if Giannis was healthy. And I would still probably pick the Suns in seven. But without Giannis healthy and probably not playing much. Um, the Suns probably in five, maybe six.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, man. Uh, this is going to be a good, good series, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think we're going to see the Suns come
1: out on top and rise like the Phoenix, bro. That's right. And I wouldn't be heartbroken whatsoever because I do like Chris Paul. Exactly. I have, my heart goes out to Monty Williams every time I think about what happened to him those years ago with his wife and kid being killed yeah, in that okay. auto accident. Couldn't imagine, man. It's just it's, yeah. Oof. So I uh, I really think that team deserves this. Phoenix, you deserve a championship of some kind. Hey, man, if it happens, Larry Fitzgerald finally gets a championship too because <laughs> he's part owner of the Suns. There you go, man. So come do it for Larry, legend, baby. Larry Fitzgerald needs that ring. Get him one, <laughs> <laughs> right, right? And then uh, Larry. Um, See if the Rams will take you because we could also use your talents in Los Angeles. I'm just saying. <laughs> you want a championship? We need a leader in the locker room. I'm just saying. Okay, Homer. Shh. Like you wouldn't take him on the Steelers right now if you could. Well, yeah. That's because he's from Pittsburgh. Not only that, because you just love Larry, Larry Fitzgerald like I love Larry exactly. Fitzgerald. He's just one of them guys. He's a likable guy. Yeah. It's hard to not like Larry Fitzgerald. Right, it killed me that your team beat his team in the Super Bowl. Only because I also wanted Kurt Warner to win a second Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird that year. I'm like,
0: you're really, really rooting for Arizona. You're like, yeah, it's Kurt
1: Warner. I'm like, so it's not the Rams, bro. Yeah, but I really wanted Kurt to make the Hall of Fame, and I would—I know for a fact he would have cemented it with that second. I know he got in. But hindsight to me was, at that point, it didn't seem like he was probably going to get in. Uh-huh. And I just felt if he got that second Super Bowl, that would have his legacy and guaranteed him the Hall of Fame. Then there's that, right? Yeah. So. that's why I, That was I my mean, mentality at that I, point. I, I, I
0: agree with
1: you. I see it. Yeah, that was just my mentality. That would have been... That's it. You won two Super Bowls. You deserve to be in the Hall of Fame for everything you've done in your career as a Ram. Um... Really, technically, I know his tenure with the Giants wasn't really long, but he did help Eli. Eli gives Warner credit for being in that locker room and helping him when he was a rookie and being so understanding when the team went to Eli for the rest of that year. And so so he's helped technically mold Eli a little bit to being a professional. Obviously, he had the pedigree being a Manning yeah but he didn't know the pedigree of being a professional because you know he's not on the same team as his brother anymore so he's got to kind of learn to be a professional on his own and kurt warner helped him learn that and then of course what and kurt went to arizona was trying to help matt Leinert out a lot but Leinert just i don't know what i never got what was with Matt the this is a whole nfl talk now all of a sudden but i'm just saying that's why i did it and so get Larry Fitzgerald the championship, man. <laughs> that's what I'm just trying to get at. Uh-oh, are we back to basketball? Yes. Uh cool. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. So, in, yes. In a wee bit around way. Yes, we just took a weird tangent <laughs> off into football and back to basketball. It shows
0: how much we love football, man. Football is just,
1: that's our sport. We love that shit. Yeah, that's why we can't wait for late August, because we get football back. Yes, baby. Later this month, we get training camp. Oh, yeah. (sighs) Can't wait. It's going to be interesting, bro. It's going to be fantastic. So, weather pending tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) We'll be determined whether or not we'll be doing another episode. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If we can, we will. If we can't, well, we're sorry. We'll be back as soon as we're able to after the weather passes with... Tropical storm Elsa, you fleeping little Disney bleep, go away, go away! Oh yeah, don't come back anymore, right? Freaking little turd! <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyway, so that's our thing going on right now. So, like I said, weather permitting, we'll be we'll be here for tomorrow. If not. We'll uh, try to keep you all updated on yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok on when we'll be back.
0: The biggest problem with where we live is the rain. Yeah. Yeah. And and it, even with a tropical storm. And our power. If it rains too much, we're kind of stuck, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I've made jokes about getting a boat because I've
1: seen what this place looks like, mm-hmm. you know. During hurricane season, so uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm afraid my poor little key is probably going to end up somewhere down the road because it's going to get swept away by water. <laughs> like, oh, there goes my key. Oh, crap. <laughs> it's like, don't you miss your truck, bro? I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of do. If only it wasn't a falling apart engine on me every two to six weeks, it right? seemed like. <laughs> or if I got it fixed, oh, six months later. some months later. no. Then there's that, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, so that's all we got for that. So if we're back tomorrow, NASCAR and uh, some football and uh, we'll have an update on the Stanley Cup Finals, either we're talking sweep or we're talking Canadians staying alive. <laughs> yeah. forget them Canadians. So it's like that, okay. At least the lightning. Oh,
0: oh it's like that. It's Literally. like that. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, okay. Anyways, and USA, then, of course. you. Oh. Anyways, and so it's, if the scheduling continues as planned, we'll be back with Worldwide Sports Talk on Thursday. And then Saturday, we got Wrestling Talk. Yes.
0: Yes, man. It's going to be
1: very interesting.
0: I can't wait. We're getting so close, so close to the money. We'll take, I cannot wait. Things are going
1: to start getting really heated here soon. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to what Edge's next move is because it's getting exciting. I'm almost on the edge of my butt. <laughs> From Edge. Yeah, Edge has you on the edge of your butt. Yep. All right. All right. So that will do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking sports. sports. Hey, everyone. This is Big Man. Cooper, we hope you enjoyed our latest episode. But be sure to check us out on our social medias on Facebook at Cooper Big Man, our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man, on Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST, on Instagram also at Cooper Big, underscore big Man ST, at TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper in Big Man, that's Sports Talk w-i-t cooper the letter n big man and that's at gmail.com thank you for tuning in and we love you guys for checking us out be sure to catch us on our next episode